The Elvis Cast with Grant Bench. Hello and welcome to our continuing series of the memories of Sue from Vegas here on The Elvis Cast. Today we're going to start talking about the souvenirs that Sue found at Elvis's Las Vegas shows in the 70s. There's things I have and I'm glad to have them, but there's a few things. It's like, when am I ever going to get a chance to see those and buy those because they're oriented with the local paper? I saved everything. If a reviewer mentioned two sentences of Elvis, boom, I cut it out. <laughs> and I had it in my uh, my envelopes. Uh, so the, the souvenir booth was always a highlight. Uh and uh, it was just easier for me to buy it into the showroom, although sometimes I would try it after the show, so I wasn't encumbered with carrying everything because I was like, oh, don't crinkle up the posters. And then I said, oh, you need to be able to carry out a bunch of menus out of the showroom. One of my memories of the souvenir booth was being accosted, and I, I say that word on purpose, accosted. By this robot. Now you see this robot in the beginning of Aloha, and when I saw that, oh, this anger came up in me because I was remembering. I was at the souvenir booth, and this robot's trying to talk to me. I don't understand what he's saying, but the lights are going on in his head, and he's talking. He comes up to the to the booth and pins me. So I have my the stuff that I bought. I need to get in line for the show. And this robot's got me pinned against the booth. And I thought, how rude and what a creep you are. And whoever's operating you, man, you're horrible. So I try to get away and he moves and he moves. I thought, what am I going to do now? I got smart. I ducked under his arms and I got the hell out of there. (laughs) So that's my story about the robot. I learned later is one of Parker's ideas. Well, there you go. That says that says it all, does it not? Say again. That says it all, doesn't it? One of Parker's ideas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, especially you know, just to walk around and adver- you know, have it roll around and advertise. That's okay, but to actually interact with somebody and then bother her like that—that's uh, that's insane. I I really would like to know who the heck was operating that. Now, it could have been someone that he hired. I don't know, but that it was not cute. No. Well, let's okay. talk about some of the uh, the Las Vegas history that that you've been involved with, Sue. Now you had a fan club, as, as you mentioned, for for a long time, and there were some great achievements that you did for Elvis in in Las Vegas. Tell us about some of those. Now, thank you for saying that. I started the Viva Las Vegas Club in two thousand four, and it stayed busy until a, uh, a few years ago. Uh, the big thing we did uh, was a campaign to put Elvis into the Las Vegas flock of stars. Um, I do want to remember Lee Dawson and EER because he talked about it quite a bit during his show. And I got international donations. I got people that became members like you <laughs> uh, in the, in the club and friends like Carol and Brenda and Martin, and then people from around the States and Sandy Pichon helped me with that. Uh, in the background was uh, Sue McCaslin. And then uh, my friend Pete Valley, who is known as Big Elvis, and he does it. He's been doing a tribute show on the Strip for forever, many years. And his manager helped me behind the scenes. Uh, what? Oh, let me back up. When that idea first was advertised, the background of it was that that kind of thing had only 
already been running in Palm Springs. So it's mentioned here in Las Vegas that they have access to the sidewalks by permission of Clark County. And then they had a bunch of names. They said, okay, all these names are already pre-approved. We just need people to uh, sign up for it. So I called, and I said, how much you know, are you talking about these $15,000? And I said, that's a hell of a lot of money. So the first time I talked about it with Suma Castle, I said, that's impossible. How am I going to do that? So I set it aside for a few years. Back then, uh, uh, EPE getting on the internet had a chat area and Las Vegas came up and somebody said Las Vegas doesn't do enough for Elvis oh that made me hot and even even today some fans don't understand what Las Vegas does for Elvis we're lucky we have Mr. Siegel at the Westgate he keeps the memory alive if an important date comes along our newspapers say something. All over this town, there's images of him, whether it's a painting or a drawing or some kind of dedication. And more and more stuff has come over the years, I'm glad to say, because when I started the club, like I said, all there was was the impersonators. So this is 2008 when I decide, okay, we got to try and make this happen. So I sit down with my board, and I call them the TCBs, and I said, what do you think about doing this? And a couple of my members, right off the bat, they said, I'll donate a thousand. I'll donate a thousand. And, and I had just sold something of mine, a piece of land. I said, okay, well, I can uh, come up with a thousand. And I said, okay, look at where we're at already. We already got a few thousand dollars. And one of my members said, if every Elvis fan gave us a dollar, we'd be done. I said, there it is. There it is. So, uh, with my friend Pete Valley, we had a launch party at the casino hotel where he performed at. We had a lot of uh, super fans and Elvis celebrities. We made a huge party out of it. They were interviewed by Pete. We had some singers. Uh, pictures were taken, all that stuff. And we were, I tell you, we didn't have Facebook back then. Oh, we had MySpace. That was dreadful, absolutely dreadful. So, again, the technology has changed. When I was all done with the star campaign, I said, if only we would have had Facebook. It would have been great. No, we had Yahoo groups. Anybody remember those? And Sandy Pichon was instrumental in that because she had one of the biggest Elvis groups out there. And she put the word out, and it just spread and spread and spread. So, with no help from EPE, we did this. And we would do local things to try and get attention, but I didn't do that much. I was so focused on the internet thing, and the fan clubs were sending stuff in. I, I figured out a reward system. I learned a lot by studying what the fans for Bobby Darren did. I even talked with the president of that club to get ideas from her what to do. I was invited to see Trini Lopez's star, and one of the things mentioned was that all of the names of the donors would be put under the start when it was installed. I said, oh, that's a great idea. So there was always ideas that I was open for to reward people and recognize people. Um, 
One of the fun ones was um, Artie Dadian, known as Party Artie, who had already been making Elvis jewelry for quite some time. He steps up and he says, anybody that donates 25 bucks, you let me know who they are and I will send them a pair of Elvis-type glasses. Wow, when he offered that, the donations really started piling in. Um, It was a fun time. I got to say, administratively, I handled it all by myself. My club would talk to anybody they could. Pete Valley did three shows a day. He and his uh, singing partner would talk about it at every show. Unfortunately, they couldn't collect any money because that's against casino rules. But I got to tell you, if I was there and Pete introduced me, I would have people come over and shove money in my hand. Uh, I remember in particular two guys from England. And all I could say is, what city are you from? So I can give you credit. Um What else could I say about that? Oh, and then the negative stuff I got. Oh, you should have done it like this. You should have done it like that. Why do you have Sonny West involved? Why do you have this fat impersonator involved? Just horrible. And Sandy gave me wonderful things to say. I'd say stuff like, well, it's been waiting. Where have you been? I'm taking care of it now, you know. And Bob Alexander, the guy who was managing the Walk of Stars at the time, he was a prince to me. He even mentioned it during the ceremony. He says, I've never worked so hard <laughs> for a candidate for the Walk of Stars like I have for Elvis Presley <laughs> because so, of me. How long, did it and, take, how long uh, did it take to actually get the star from the idea to in the ground? Yeah, So, and there was another club here in town, and they did some fundraising too. So it was just so many wonderful things that would happen. So finally, this, the star is is ready. We had a wonderful ceremony. Uh, the first location that it was at in history uh, was at the Riviera. And I said, okay, this is on the strip, and this is as close as I can get to the Hilton because there it is, you know, right down the road. The stars were only permitted to be installed along Las Vegas Boulevard, which makes sense. If you think of Hollywood, you're walking down there, and you see star and star and star, and that's what they had back then. So I chose the Riviera, and the Riviera was great to us for have the uh, ceremony inside. So half the room was donors, and the other half was special guests from the organization. They needed to be there. I couldn't have it open to the public, and we were scared to death because the news had broken out, and people wanted to show up, and the Riviera came up with ideas like, okay, you've made this uh, program for the ceremony. At least we can hand that out. I got a couple of angry messages from me, from them, from private uh, citizens saying, well, how come we couldn't go? And wasn't that re- that's really sad and all that stuff. And I'm like, I had a tiny showroom. I did the seating chart. I picked how the refreshments were going to be handled. I remember Mr. Alexander saying, wow, what a great thing. You made it all come under budget. Uh, I said, that's what I do. So I didn't lose a dollar. I had, and even on my computer, I still have every name of every donor, how much they donated. I had fan clubs. I had a couple of tribute artists. Um, I had all kinds of fans all over the world in the United States contribute. I don't remember all the countries now, but I do have a link on my main website, which takes you to the star website. So if you want to read all about that, God, that was October, September 2008. Someone gave me a, the wonderful idea that. Oh, about this time, this is when Elvis had his homecoming in Tupelo. I said, that's wonderful. It's kind of like 
Welcome back home to Las Vegas, Elvis. And that was kind of my theme in my speech and the music that we played. We had a celebration party at the Hilton. That was uh, also an amazing affair, but everybody was just so, so happy. Um, the, the star committee was thrilled, you know, to do a superstar like Elvis into the sidewalk. Um, we did it a day or so after the ceremony. I was scared to death of having Elvis fans show up in a horde and block the street because we had no money to pay for Metro Police to manage traffic. I had to keep it a secret until the day before I did it. So it was in the morning, and um, it went really well. Everybody's super happy. Not that many people were there. Um, I had paid a club member to do some pictures and video, so I got all that captured. I still have the DVD that he made with the video and the CD full of pictures. I had gone to everybody who had taken pictures, saved them all on my computer, and I used them to tell the story on the CD. So it was a big achievement. We raised $15,000. How much time was that? January to August. Eight months. Something like that. Oh, February. We did the launch party on February 28th. So from February 28th to July 31st, because I decided that was a significant date, I cut off the donations, and that's how fast we raised $15,000. Yes, of course, you know, I had five people, including me, step up and say I'm donating um, some money. I had people that wanted to donate afterwards, and I should have taken it, but I wasn't thinking clearly. I was exhausted from going to hell and back for this star. The positive stuff, I loved it. The negative stuff killed me. How vile and vicious some Elvis fans could be. And yeah. I mean, even in Europe, it was horrible. Uh, telling me how to do it. And it's, I got it done. It's funny, isn't it? In the Elvis world, there is that element. But the positives, in this case, the stars, oh, the, the, the star is still there. Yeah, it's been uh, recreated and moved a couple of times. The Riviera is no more. There was uh, safety bollards put up on the strip. Uh, one time it was the star just looked terrible. It was cracked. Um, but Mr. Alexander was always good about it, getting it done. I got to know the uh, masonry guy that would make the tile, uh, the marble work for the star. Fortunately, when the star, and it was a cracked star, when it left the Riviera, I asked to keep it. I said, I got to do something with this. I don't know what, but I'm going to. Because uh, normally they would take the pieces and reuse them or something like that. Uh, the star, just for uh, immediate purposes, it's in front of the Paris. And its first location, it was near Engelbert, Humperdinck. Uh, and a local personality, Tony Saka, who was so proud to have his star next to Elvis's. With the moving and the changing and all that stuff, it's in a different location. And it ended up being one star away from Bobby Darren, which I love because they were friends. 
And then I remember one day Mr. Alexander called me and he says, we've been contacted by Wayne Newton and he wants his star next to Elvis. I said, of course, wonderful. I love the idea. I mean, he asked me for permission to put Wayne next to Elvis. Golly, that, I mean, that just thrilled me to pieces. I love Wayne Newton. What a wonderful guy. And yes, he's Mr. Vegas. I call Elvis the uh, king of all time of Las Vegas, but Wayne is Mr. Vegas. So... So many good things came out of this star thing. So I take this um, broken star, and I didn't know if I was going to sell pieces of it or what. Well, then I'm talking with my friend and board member, and we said, where could we donate it? And I forget what I came up with. And she said, there's the Neon Museum. I said, that's it. That would be perfect. They gladly took our cracked star (laughs) And they made it a a beginning centerpiece for their new promenade where they would raise money for the museum by people could buy uh, paper stones and have it engraved. But you walk out of that door to start the tour, boom, there's Elvis right there in the ground. And uh, I asked them to put a paver underneath so they would know that it was the Viva Las Vegas Club. Also, when we did The Last Star, and I learned this from... I think it was Mike Freeman who's recently passed. He and other people had worked very hard to get a um, prominent marker put in front of Hume's High School. And at the bottom of this plaque, it says, um, made possible by donations from the so-and-so organization or whatever. I said, that's it. We should toot our own horn. Why not? Because I wanted them to know it wasn't Priscilla and it wasn't Graceland and it wasn't EPE. It was fans that made this happen. So underneath the star, uh, it says that, you know, the name of my club. Underneath the star are the names of all the donors and souvenirs, and they're all in a packet. When the other stars were lifted up, I would see the packet. And I said, okay, i got to make it all over again. Um, the... Uh, what was the other thing I wanted to say about the the star? Because I, you know, even though our name is on it, uh, that's to make the point about the, the fans. Um, I've had it where uh, I would find out that someone had passed away. I would take the digital, you know, I took pictures with my camera, not from my computer, like the printout. I would take pictures of what I had put under the star, and I would send it to the person saying, this is your loved one and here's their name and you see that they donated to elvis's star so they are connected to this forever and it would mean something to them and i'm glad i can i can do that uh i wanted to make you know that emotional connection for everybody who was in involved in it Mm. and uh having that star at the neon so i brag okay elvis is the only one that's got two stars <laughs> one on the strip and one in the neon museum nobody else has that well it's quite it was appropriate a brilliant, brilliant idea so uh and it's great to go to the neon museum cuz they pay respect to elvis there too uh they have the frontier even though it's the 70s frontier but they remember uh elvis being performed there and then uh they have a night show called brilliant and with computer generation of lights, the signs come alive. It's absolutely amazing. You know, here I am remembering what those sound, those signs look like. And one of my all-time favorites was the Stardust. And with these lights, 
you know, it's like you see the lights running and blinking and all that, and they have musical accompaniment, okay? Elvis has three songs during this show. Nobody else. Everybody else has one song. So this is the kind of stuff that happens in Las Vegas, but fans don't know it. How you know it is looking at my website or joining my Facebook page. Or, you know, asking me like you did. I'm always happy to answer questions through Facebook or someone sends me an email. I used to get questions all the time about, I want to sell my collection. Finally, you know, because I had a nice conversation with John Dale. I said, I'm going to send everybody to you. <laughs> it just makes it easier that way. He is the man when it comes to um, getting hold of, you know, people that still have teddy bears and plates and um display things and then sometimes you know valuable stuff yeah my grandma actually saw elvis back in the day and those kind of things end up uh where he uh he knows what they are and he sells them to find out more about sue's viva las vegas club check out the show notes for contact information thanks for listening to this episode of the elvis cast subscribe or follow the show on your podcast platform of choice just search for elvis cast all the links and contact information can be found on my website elviscast.com If you'd like more information about this episode's special guest, check out the show notes in the description. Thanks for listening to the Elviscast.